Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. We're on day five of Genesis, and uh, we're moving right along, and uh, think about next week will be day six. If you need a Bible, raise your hand. The ushers are walking through the aisles right now. Get your pen, get your pad. Next week, we'll complete our study in the six days of creation. Have you guys gotten anything out of it? You've been blessed, and you've been learning and growing. I know I have, and uh, I think I know more than I ever thought I wanted to know, really. And uh, so, Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Ten important words. Ten words that reject every other way of describing the universe. In the beginning, get your pen, get your pad. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth refutes atheism. God is and was, and in him we have our being. Say amen. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, refutes agnosticism. God is seen and plainly known in creation. And if you don't see him, you don't want to see him. Psalm 19 tells us, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork Day unto day they utter speech, and night unto night they do show forth knowledge. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, refutes polytheism. Note, God created, not gods. God created, one God. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, refutes evolution. Remember, we've been talking about a personal God who made the laws. He made the categories of the knowable. Remember last week we talked about, were you with me last week? Show of hands, with me last week? We talked about the categories of the knowable. Time, force, action, space, matter. And we talked about the fact that God made those laws. God made those categories of the knowable. And we see those categories of the knowable in these first 10 words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created. The heavens and the earth, ex nihilio, means what? Somebody tell me, ex nihilio, out of nothing, very good. Creatio, ex nihilio, means what? Created something out of nothing, very good. And God did that in six 24-hour periods of time. Now, if someone is an evolutionist, It's not because they lack information. It's not because they lack scientific data. 
according to the Bible, the truth is written on their hearts. Uh, Keep your finger right here and turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Keep your finger in Genesis. We're coming right back. But I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 1. I want you to see something here in Romans chapter 1. The Bible, the word of God is written on people's hearts. That's why a baby, you can say to a baby or a baby will say to you, Mommy, Daddy, where is God? You weren't even talking about God. But they just out of their spirit, where is God? Because the truth about God is written on the hearts of every man. And it's exactly what Romans tells us. Look at Romans chapter 1 and look at verse 18. If you're looking at verse 18, say, I'm looking at it. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has done what, saints? Shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are what? Without excuse. Because, here's why, although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became vain and futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened, professing themselves to be wise with their PhDs, they became fools. And they changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man, birds, and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God gave them up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who, in verse 25, changed the truth of God for, note this, the lie. That speaks of a specific lie, the lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. And the church said, amen. You see, according to Romans, the sin of the evolutionist is the truth about the creator is evident within them because God has revealed it to them. God has made it evident by reason, by logic, by cause and effect being understood by the things that are made so that they are without excuse. In other words, when you look at the universe or a tree or a bird, the only conclusion for creation is that there must be a creator. And not only that, I need a better amen than that. And not only that, but God has revealed himself and man refused to honor him. And because they refused to honor him and thank him, they became futile or empty or vain in their speculations or their imaginations and their foolish hearts. were. Whenever you see the word foolish, think of Psalm 14, verse 1. The fool has said in his heart, what? There is no God. So their foolish hearts are darkened. They think that they're wise, but they actually become fools in verse 23. And they are foolish because they exchange the glory of the incorruptible God into an image of corruptible man, birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Verse 25, they exchange the truth of God for the lie. And they worship and serve the creature rather than the creator. Interesting. They worship the creature more than the creator. Did y'all get that? 
they make the creature the creator. And to them, life creates itself. Doesn't it sound exactly like evolutionary theory? Before we jump in, I want you to see an interesting correlation. Notice day five, and you might want to just write it down, look it up, and peruse it later. Day five corresponds to day two. So day five dash day two. Day four corresponds to day one. Day three corresponds to day six. Let me explain. On day one, God created light, yes? Day four, he created the stellar, the space, the stars, and the light givers. Last week, I told you that he made light on the first day and light bulbs on the fourth day. Day two, he created the seas and the heavens. Day five, he populated the seas and the heavens. Day three, God created the earth and its vegetation. Day six, he created the animals and man to populate the earth to eat the vegetation. So God knew what he was doing each day. You'll know, and you'll notice the parallels run consistently through. So we come to day five of creation. And day five, saints, listen, has two phases that we're going to talk about this morning or this afternoon. The first phase, and you want to write this down, the creation of conscious life. The creation of conscious life. That's living creatures are conscious Living creatures move from place to place. Day three, remember, God created life, trees, shrub, grass. But you don't call them living things because they don't move. Conscious life speaks of that which moves. And the second phase is the creation of reproductive life. So we have the creation of conscious life and the creation of reproductive life. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply. That's our outline today for this uh, day five. Number one, the creation of conscious life. We'll talk about that in verses 20 through 21. And then secondly, we'll talk about the creation of reproductive life in verse 22 and 23. I've titled this sermon, The Origin of Fish and Fowl. Genesis chapter one, saints, Um, I want to pick up in verse, go back over to Genesis. I want to pick up in verse one so bad and read it right through. But in the interest of time, I won't do that. Genesis chapter one, we'll pick up in verse 20. And as a matter of fact, you know what? Y'all come on, stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Y'all need some exercise for your quads. Come on, stand to your feet if you can. And look at verse 20. And I want you to uh, read it, read it with me, if you will. In verse 20, come on, let's read it together. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. And so God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. So the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Saints, stop right there. Go ahead and take a seat. Point number one, the creation of conscious life. We just read it in verse 20 and 21. 
Notice verse 20 begins with the divine decree, the divine decree or the divine fiat. Begins with, then God said, the divine decree, the divine fiat, then God said. I told you, have you been with me on Sunday mornings? I told you that everything comes from and comes into being because God said God speaks things into existence out of nothing. I also told you that God is the only one who can speak things into existence out of nothing. That there is a teaching out there. I need everybody to say amen. Because if you don't know that, then trust me on this one, okay? There's a teaching out there that says that you can, you know, that you can call things which be not as though they were. Y'all ever heard that? Raise your hand if you ever heard that. Oh, we need to call things which be not as though they were so we can believe God for a pink polka dot of Cadillac. And... Listen, two things. Please don't try to believe God for a pink polka dot of Cadillac, okay? That's number one. Number two, you cannot call things into existence. You cannot call things which be not as though they were. That is a right that only God has somebody clap your hands and say, that's right, Pastor. God speaks things into existence out of nothing, creatio ex nihilio. Now listen, at this time, day five, everything that is needed to sustain life is in place. Everything necessary for living creatures to live on earth is in place on the earth. Light, air, water, soil, chemicals, plants, fruits, everything. One deficiency remains. What's that, Pastor? The one thing that remains is that the earth is not habitated. There's, there's, there's no one to habitate the earth. There's no one on the earth. The earth is tohu. Remember, tohu means void. The earth is void. God created the earth to be inhabited. God created the earth for folks to live on it. Say amen. amen. You should be happy about that. Amen. Isaiah 45, 18. For thus says the Lord who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who has established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to what saints? Be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is no other. So the fifth and the sixth day are devoted to the final act of creation. And that is filling the earth. Look at verse 20 again. God said that the waters abound with abundance of living creatures. In Hebrew, it reads with repetition. Let the waters swarm with swarming things. That's repetition. We see the same thing in verse 11. Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed. It reads, let the earth vegetate with vegetation. So verse 20, it reads, let the water swarm with swarming living things. This word living, you got your pen? This word living is the Hebrew word nefresh, nefresh. And it means, or it's spelled N-E-P-H-E-S-H, nefresh. And it means breathes, breathes. Day five. It's the first time nefresh is used in the creation process. Day five is the first 
day of living creatures that move on their own. Plants are living and have a kind of life. They're an organism, but it's not a conscious life. The first living beings created by God came on day five. Are you listening? Plants can't move. Plants are not conscious. Living things are conscious. For, for example, animals. Animals are not self-conscious. They're conscious. They respond to the environment, but they're not aware of that response. It's purely mechanistic for animals. It's instinctive. We call it instinct. The reason animals communicate and behave like they do is not because of self-consciousness. It's because they are controlled by their DNA code. They can't help but do what they do for whatever kind they are because of the DNA code that's written in whatever kind they are. I'm working. Stay with me. So your dog can't help but go run after the rabbit. I'm trying to put the cookies on the shelf where the kids can get them. Your dog dog can't help but run after the rabbit because of the DNA. Are y'all listening to me? In the dog. The dog has to do what dogs do. The dog is conscious, but the dog is not self-conscious. That's why he can go to the potty outside. Amen. I'm just trying to work. Dogs don't know one another as we do each other. They don't communicate with one another as we do each other. Instinctively, they are under tremendous control by DNA that has been given to them for the preservation of their species and the function of their species as God designed it. But living animals aren't different, are different than living plants by the word nefresh. Now, when we get to man, we're, we're coming to trichotomy. Trichotomy, that's your word for the day. That means three-part being. Man is a three-part being. Trichotomy. Body, soul, and spirit. Animal is body and soul. The plant is just body. So here on the fifth day, we have the act of creation that God brings in the consciousness that which breathes. Then God said, look at verse 20 again in your Bibles. Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Again, the creation of conscious life. Whether we're talking about fish and mammals and whales or seagoing dinosaurs or eels or plankton or any living creatures, God filled the sea with them and created them all at the same time. And I keep telling you that week after week, this happened all at the same time. There was no evolutionary process. This stuff didn't happen over millions of years. It happened all at the same time on the day in which God spoke the word. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands while you do that. He spoke everything into existence, all the creation in the ocean just spoke and everything started swimming all at the same time. Try to get your mind around that. If you look from one end of the sea to the other, there's a limited, limitless amount of life that God willed into existence. 
In the midst of the inanimate waters, we have living beings. Verse 21, look at it. God created, that word created is bara. Something out of what, saints? Nothing. Out of nothing, the sea began to just swarm with all these living, amazing creatures. Think about that. The sea has amazing creatures in it. I was asking the first second, I'll ask you guys, how many people in this room, if you've been like uh, um, uh, sea diving, or what do you call it, diving? No, 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 the one where you go deep. Scuba diving, that's it, scuba diving. Raise your hand if you've been scuba diving. Raise it nice and high, don't be shy. Okay, that's two of y'all. Three, four, going once, going twice, four, okay. And how many of y'all been snorkeling? Been snorkeling. Everybody been snorkeling but me. I have never been snorkeling. You've never been snorkeling either. I've never been snorkeling. I'm not a snorkeler. <laughs> you know why? Because I think that, I, I don't know why it's in my head. Maybe it's in the phobia book. Somebody look it up. But I think maybe like something's going to come up my tube and like into my mouth. Maybe because I just don't know how it works. I don't, I don't know, but it just, it's, it's creepy. I've got a phobia. First of all, I've never done it. But like if, you, if you like scuba dive and you go deep, 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 people that have done it, those of you that have done it, you know it is beautiful. It is fantastic. It is, it, it is amazing. I watched, you know, I know these things from watching like the History Channel or Ocean, Ocean, Ocean Channel. Do they have Ocean Channel? Whatever. Discovery. Discovery Channel. I knew that. I was just trying to make sure y'all were listening. Discovery Channel. And I, I know these things. And, and it's beautiful down there. I mean, God made some awesome things, some awesome things. Think about the, 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 the blue whale. The blue whale. The blue whale, did you know, is the largest marine mammal? The blue whale is born at 49 tons. I thought Ronnie Jr. was big. <laughs> the blue whale was born at 49. I told her about Ronnie Jr. was almost 11 pounds. Almost 11 pounds. I told her about I said, I said, honey, you didn't, have a, you didn't have a son. You had a turkey. I'm telling you, that woman, she gave, and she, and she had regular birth. It wasn't all this. Nowadays, everybody getting the epidural and getting all blocked up and all this, and everything's all blocked up. And, uh, you know, they, don't, they, they, didn't, they didn't have that back then. You just do that thing. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You just do that thing. And I told her, if she gave birth to Rodney, he was a turkey. That boy was huge. That woman looked like she was in a fight. When she was done delivering, her, her eyes were black, and she had bigger black eyes. She looked, she looked like a crayon and did like this. I said, honey, you, oh, sweetie, you look so bad. I said, that woman, she looks so bad. She get, but I'll tell you what, that's a champ right there. Elvira is a champ. You hear me? That woman's a champ. Y'all better clap better than that. That woman is a champ. And she can push that baby out. Ten hours labor. I'll never forget it. Because I rubbed her back the whole ten hours. She's like, oh, Ryan, rub my back, rub my back. I'm like, rub my back. My arm is falling off. I took my leg and did like this. 
I'm like, I've been doing this for seven and a half hours, honey. Your back feeling better? No, run my back, run my back. Uh, the whale. For, <laughs> I remember where I was. The whale <laughs> was 49 tons at birth, and they get up to 170 tons. Think about the sperm whale. We're talking about God's creation. Think about the sperm whale. It dives over 7,000 feet and stays at that depth for over two hours. At that depth, there is 600 thousand pounds of pressure per square foot it doesn't have the bends no problem with nitric acid in the system think about the bottlenose whale did you know the bottlenose whale can dive three thousand feet in two minutes without exploding you have been listening to salt and light a radio outreach ministry of pastor rodney finch and calvary chapel Cary located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.